Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. Amen. Help me welcome our internet family, would you? God bless you guys. Peace to your house. Glad you're with us. You may be seated. You may be seated. Well, last week we began a two-part teaching called Focus. Everybody say Focus. And it's about trusting God in a changing world. And in case you haven't noticed, the world just keeps on changing. And it seems like changes are bigger and more, more rapid. And um, learning to keep our focus. Um, staying focused is a challenge for most of us. I'm up here. I'm up here. It's a challenge for most of us. And um, no matter what is going on in life, uh, no matter what is happening... It is vital that we keep the right focus. Um, Otherwise, you get off course, you get distracted with so many things, and you just kind of lose the joy of life. You You lose sight of the goodness of God. And so I encouraged you last week that no matter what is going on, make sure that you stay focused on these two realities. Number one, that God is real. Everybody say God is real. And then secondly, that God is good. Say God is good. And no matter what is going on, if you can just drill down and realize God is real and God is good. And and what that actually means is I'm never alone and I'm never without help. And when you keep your eyes and your focus on the reality that God is real and God is good, then you're in a place where the love of God and the goodness of God can flow through you to other people. When you forget and you get distracted from God being real and God being good, you get edgy, you get anxious, you get... You know, you get an attitude, you, you get defensive, you get all those things, and you're, and you're not really in a place where goodness is going to flow through you. And ideally, that's what God wants, is his people to be at rest, to be locked on. God, you are real. God, you are good. I know this is going on, and this is happening, and that's threatening, and this is not blessing me, but I am blessed. And you are real, and you are good, and allow his goodness to flow through us. Amen? We have an enemy of our soul And he wants us in every way to be distracted. Big time, he wants us distracted. Part of the definition of distracted includes this word, um, divert, divert. So if you get distracted, you divert your attention. But it also means this, the cause to change course or direction to turn. And that's what I want to zero in on today is the idea of paths, paths, and what the enemy wants to do is, is divert us off of a right path onto a wrong path. It is vital that we keep our focus. You have to have focus if we're going to stay on course. And we have to have focus if we're going to reach our destination. How many of you are glad that Jesus kept his focus? Amen. And there were many things to divert his attention. But he came, as scripture said, he set his face like a flint. He was just so focused just laser locked on that he would not be detoured from his destination and what he came to do. And I'm thankful for that today. Amen. And so it is vital for us that we keep focus so that we can stay on course so that we can reach our destination. We have a lot of help if you think about it in terms of um, like driving or getting around, getting directions. We have a lot of help now. We have, we have GPS. Um, we have uh, Google Maps. 
Um, there's an app called Waze. I don't know if you found that yet. It's awesome. Uh, W-A-Z-E. And um, it's, it's so helpful to tell you how traffic's a- ahead of you for miles and, and what's wrong and, and where there's a wreck or something's in the road. And it's real interactive. That's kind of a cool thing. And then I have an iPhone, so I have Siri. How many of you have Siri? Siri and I just can't click. You know, and I'll say things to her, ask her things, and go, Siri, can you say something? She goes, I do not know what you mean. I roll my eyes. I said, and then, and then it's, you know, and then I bite my phone, you know. Or you're somewhere, and you can say, Siri, find airport. And she'll say, find hair plugs. And I don't have hair plugs. This is all me, y'all. This is is all me. And then men, we just seem to have a hard time. It's a sociobiological whatever that we have a hard time asking for directions. I found this little cartoon, kind of sums it up here. Um, That's Moses. This way, follow me. After 39 and a half years of wandering in the desert, Mrs. Moses secretly asks for directions. So thank you, ladies. All right. Look with me in Psalm 16. Psalm 16. You, God, will show me. Everybody say, that's me. You will show me. Notice this. The path of life. That's what you want. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. That's what's on and down that path. And then Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. But the path of the just, the path... Of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter until the perfect day. Verse 19, the way, also path, of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. And so we see a difference here, a comparison, a contrast between different paths. Here's the thing. Everything, everything is about paths. Everyone is on a path. There are, good, there, are, there are good paths, right paths. There are wrong paths. You ready for this? There was a path that has brought you to where you are today in life. Here's some really good news. There is a path from where you are to where you really, really want to be, where you need to be. And, and this is why, because life is paths and all that I just said to you. This is why we all need God. This is why we all need a Savior, Jesus. This is why we need a helper, the Holy Spirit. This is why we need God's Word, so he can show us the path of life. He can show us that path that gets ever brighter instead of a path that is, that is so topsy-turvy we can't even tell what we're, what we're tripping over. So this is why we do everything we do here. Our our purpose, our goal, we sum up in this way of everything we do here at Meadowbrook Church. And if there's an event or an activity that, uh, you know, one of our staff wants to do, and if it doesn't meet this criteria, we're just not going to do it. We're just not interested. And here's what it is, and you've heard this before. It's helping you to move from where you are to where God wants you to be. And we're all on this journey. We're all on this journey, helping you to move from where you are to where God wants you to be. Um, I've got a ways to go on that yet. 
You've got a ways to go on that. Don't look at me wrong. I'm the one talking. (laughs) How do you measure this? I mean, how do we measure this? I think there's a couple ways. First of all, that we become more and more free from sin. I hope you're doing better. More and more, becoming more and more like Jesus. And also, more and more, and don't ever get tired of hearing this, okay? Don't ever, because I'm going to say it another billion times before we get out of here. Not today, but I mean before life's on. To become more and more happy, stable, fruitful, and blessed so that we can be a blessing and ultimately bring glory to God. And I think as those things are happening in our life, and all of us are on this journey, um, and we need to just stay focused on this right path and realize that we, we don't arrive, we never arrive until we arrive. Amen. Now look with me in Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4. It says, let your eyes look directly forward. This is about focus now. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Verse 26. Ponder. Everybody say ponder. Ponder the path of your feet. Then all your ways or your path will be sure. Verse 27. Do not swerve. I like this. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. Look at the same passage in the message paraphrase here. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sideshow distractions. Watch your step. And the road will stretch out smooth before you. Look neither right nor left. Leave evil in the dust. And this really speaks well of keeping that focus and what would cause us to to veer. Notice it says don't swerve, don't don't turn to the right or to the left. And this is kind of a, a big theme in Scripture. We see it in numerous of the books of, of the Bible. That um, it's about not being distracted from the way of wisdom. From the, from the right way. From the best way. Don't go to the left. Don't go to the right. I love what the message says. Ignore all sideshow distractions. Because we have plenty of little brush fires and things off to the side, you know, to, to pull our focus away and, again, to distract us. Well, what we do in verse 26, it brings out the idea of ponder. It said, ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Ponder. Everybody say ponder again. Ponder means to weigh, to give careful thought or consideration, to mentally weigh, and to revolve... To revolve as if inspecting. So in one way, if I'm just looking at this and I'm pondering it, I would, is to revolve, it's, it's to like inspect, is to look all the way around it. And I think we need to ponder well the steps that are before us. Some people don't think. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And they just dive into things and just step into things. And, and we would do well to ponder because... We find here, look in Proverbs 14, verse 12. Watch this. There's a way, there's a path that, come on, it it what? Seems Seems right. There's a path that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of, uh uh-oh. I mean, it seemed right. And this is why we must ponder direction in our life, ponder the next steps that you're taking, ponder those things that you're thinking about, 
and, and really look at them as if to inspect them because it could just seem right and end up in the wrong place. We have other paths that the Proverbs talk about, and 48 times, 48 times in the wisdom books and Psalms and Proverbs, it uses this idea of path or paths. It's a major, major theme. But not only is there a way that seems right and ends up in the way of death, there are paths that the scripture uh, uh, describes as paths of pleasantness and peace. How many of you would like to go down that road, pleasantness and peace? And it it largely has to do with how we see, how we approach the decisions that we will make. Proverbs 2 also talks about those who leave, get this, leave right paths to walk on wrong paths. They would leave a right path to walk on a wrong path. That word leave also means to forsake. And it carries the idea in the the Old Testament Hebrew there, it carries the idea of to loosen, to relinquish, to permit. So it means something about me has to loosen, relinquish, and permit for me to leave the right path and go to the wrong path. And I would submit to you is that we start to, we start to take on a wrong mindset. We start to think wrong. We start to water some things down in our life and we relinquish some truth. We, we let go. We, we relax on some standards in our life and that will move you from the right path to the wrong path. Why would a person choose to be on a wrong path? Well, here's a couple of reasons. First of all, arrogance. Arrogance. Arrogance also manifests as, as stubbornness. Uh, rebellion. It is also a mask for insecurity and for fear. Arrogance comes off that way. Here's another one. Ignorance. Ignorance. Ignorance does not mean stupid. Ignorance means I don't know. I don't have that information. So sometimes you would end up on the wrong, wrong road, wrong path, because oh, I, didn't, I didn't know better. And the scripture says that this is how people are destroyed. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, is, is for ignorance. Here's another one, carelessness, carelessness. You know, you're driving along, you're thinking about other things, and you're a good driver, you're an experienced driver. Next thing you know, you're over in the gravel and you've clipped a mailbox, you know. And, and what happened? You, you got careless. And then the last one would be this, distractions, distractions. And there's a million distractions out there, y'all. Some of you are studying the hairdo in front of you. You know, there's just a million distractions in life. Um, There's a guy in the early years of of Meadowbrook Church. He attended the church. He's moved away now, but he, um, he caught me one day and he said, Pastor, I need to tell you something. I said, okay. He said, I had a little wreck the other day. Oh, I'm sorry, are you okay? I, I'm okay. And I said, well, what happened? And he said, well, that's the thing. He said, and I didn't tell the police this, and I didn't tell my wife this. And I said, then why are you telling me? <laughs> I said, what happened? And he said, I got distracted, and I actually drove up on the curve, and then I over... Uh, overcorrected and I, I rear-ended another car. Uh, what happened? I said, what distracted you? He said, pretty lady walking on the sidewalk. I said, now what am I supposed to do with this? So I'm telling you today to watch out for distractions. Jesus also talked about in Matthew chapter 7 that there were two paths. I'm going to reverse the order for, for a point here at the moment. The, the, 
the one path is, is a narrow path. It's a little more confined. And not everybody finds it. I think you found it. And it's the path that leads to life. There's another path. And it's wide. And it's easy. And all the cool people are on it. Seems like everybody's on it. But here's the thing. It leads to ruin. So there's a path that will lead to life. And then there's a path that would lead to ruin. And so we've got, to look, we've got to watch out for the, We must ponder. Say that again. Ponder. I'm going to give you a warning today. I want to sound a warning, as, not just as a pastor, but, but from Scripture. And I don't think more highly of myself. I, I, with fear and trembling, I, I say this today. That I'm a preacher of righteousness. I represent God's word and, and to declare God's heart and God's word to you today. But I have a warning that needs to be sounded into our culture today. Our culture is intent. They are bent on having what I call a don't tell me I'm wrong theology. Church is okay, God's okay, Bible's okay, as long as don't ever tell me I'm wrong. I want to say it again. Our culture has a don't ever tell me I'm wrong theology. This is what I like. This is what feels good. This is what my friends are doing. This is what culture says is okay. This is what seems right. And so I'm, I'm not here to guilt anybody. I'm here today to show a better way, to show life, the way of life, the way of God. I don't, Jesus didn't use guilt. He used the goodness of God. Romans tells us it's the goodness of God that causes us to turn, that leads to repentance. Are you, are you all with me today? And so if there's a wrong path and a right path, I'm just trying to help folks get to a right path. And sometimes we say, don't go on that path. Why? Are you saying this is wrong? How dare you say this is wrong? And it's like, don't ever tell me I'm wrong. It's not me. It's not you anyway. It's God saying what is right and God saying what is wrong. Look in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2 in the message paraphrase. You let the world which doesn't know the first thing about living, tell you how to live. You filled your lungs with polluted unbelief and then exhaled disobedience. We let the world tell us things. Instead, we need to let God tell us things. Pastor Tim Keller, he's a pastor in New York City, author, theologian. He said this, and I love this. If you seek righteousness first... You get happiness. If you seek happiness first, you get neither. Did you hear it? If you seek righteousness first, you get happiness. If you seek happiness first, what makes me happy, you get neither. What is righteousness? Righteousness is God's way of doing and being right. It's, it's the way that God wants things done. And if, if I tell you the truth today, I'm not your enemy. And if I tell truth to you, uh, the scripture demands that truth be spoken in love. Scripture demands that truth be accompanied by grace. So again, it's not about guilt for anybody in any area of your life or any area where you're on the wrong path. It's about pointing you back that there's a better path, that there's a better way. Amen. Now. Truth is not an attack, it's not intolerant, it's not hateful, it's not condemnation, it's not all the buzzwords that the culture uses to stiff arm and to push back. There is just a better way, and it would be God's way. Amen. Amen. 
It's God's way versus man's way. It's God is good. God is right. His ways are best. His commands are not grievous. Hear me. When God gives us a command to do something or to not do it. Are y'all with me today? If he gives you a command in his word to do something or to not do it, it's not just because he's trying to be bossy. His commands show us what gives us life and what takes life away. My daughter, Elise, she's a writer in Nashville. So proud of her and her husband. When she was little, when the church first started, we, were, we didn't have a building yet. We were at a hotel conference center. You could still smoke indoors back then. And next to the elevator at this one place we were having services was this very ornate ashtray. And somebody tapped me. I'm talking to them. They tapped to me and said, you might want to check your daughter. And she's over there and she's like two and she's in the ashtray. <laughs> and I could go over and say, baby, I love you. You like these? We'll get one for home. <laughs> no, there's a better way. So my command with her, no, no, don't do this. Don't do this. Why? Because I'm trying to show her what gives life and what takes life away. We've raised five children, and I can remember when, you know, most of them were little. And we get out of the minivan in a parking lot, and I, I would always say this, white line, white line, and get them out of the car and get them out of their car seats, and, you know, the bigger ones coming out. White line. Why white line? Why did I want my kids lined up on a white line so that I could inspect the troops? <laughs> no, I wanted to save their life. And get off of it and start, get back on the line. Why? Because I was so mean? No, because I loved them so much. Stay on the white line and then we'll hold hands and then we'll go across and go to the store or the restaurant, wherever we're going. God's commandments show us what gives us life and what takes life away. And you know what? It is above any of our pay grades to give approval to a wrong path. And there's so many wrong paths. I can't give approval. You can't give approval to some. You can't say, in essence, it would be like this to say to somebody, you seem really nice and you're sincere. So smoking won't hurt you. And don't worry about speed limits, seat belts, stop signs. Because I like you. And you can eat all the bacon you want. Because it's good. Bacon makes it better. <laughs> Listen, I can't give that approval. You can't give that approval. And yet our culture wants to in so many, so many, so many areas just say that this is okay because you're kind or you're sincere. It comes down to this. When we can see things like he sees things, we're going to be more inclined to do what he says. I want to say all that again. When we can see like he sees will be more inclined to do what he says. How many of you are parents in this place today? Any parents? All right. You can relate to this. You've either thought this or said this to your kids. If you weren't so eight or four or 15 or 43, (laughs) you'd be able to see what I see. And they got friends that unhealthy relationships and they, and they can't say, if you could only see what I see and I've been there or how they handle finances or stay with your piano lessons and do your homework. All the things that we resist at that point, because we can't see, learn to be grateful, learn to forgive, 
No. All of these things. Handle sex and sexuality in, the, in, a, in a right way. You know, all, all these things. If you could only see, if we could only see what he sees, we'd be more inclined to do what he, what he says. And it is for our good. Say it's for our good. But we resist and we question when we don't see like he sees. And I'm, I'm telling you what, many of you today, and I say this with love, I really do. Some of the paths that you may be on, if you could really see the negative potential that's on the path that you're on in certain areas of life, if you could really see it, you would run. You would turn around. You would run back so fast if you could really see it. Here's the good news. Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my, my path. God is so good to us that he lights up our path with his word. And it's through his word and the ministry of his word that we're able to see like he sees so we can do what he says. And when we have light on our path, you know that helps us to do? It helps us to be able to see and it helps us to be able to focus. We want, there's, a, there's light around us, but we need light on our path. Alicia and I did Christmas lights. Don't worry, they're all ground level. Yeah. Hey, you don't have to. You don't have to tell me twice. Three surgeries is enough. Quick learner. But she said some of the floodlights need to be adjusted a little bit. So I, I went out, but I took a flashlight with me, even though there's light out there, because I'm going out in my socks, and I wanted to see where I was stepping. We need light on our path to help make sure that our path is clear. Amen. Amen. Quickly, another way to view a path. There is a path from where you are to where you need to be, where you really want to be. And I say it in this, in this terms. Um, I've been communicating with a family in our church and they have one of their one in their family that's dealing with some very serious health issues. And this is what I believe for them. There's a path. I said, trust God that there's a path and believe him to help you on this path. You know, when I got hurt about a year ago, Alicia and I going through, I, I didn't even know what all was happening yet, but we began to pray and speak that God has a path. If, if you're situation of your life, you need peace, one of your children are not serving, the, serving God, whatever it would be, there's a path, there's a path. You hate your job and it's not giving you enough money. Did you know there is a path to another job? It's not just get mad or steal. There, there's a path, there's a path, there's a path. Everybody see there's a path. So wherever you're at right now, whatever's concerning you, wherever you feel like you're, you're stuck and you're boxed in, there's a path. And here's the thing, God knows the path. God knows the way. Seek him. Not only can he show you the path, I promise you, he knows the path, he can show you the path, he will lead you. Not only can he show you that, he can also put good people in your path to help you. You know what else I believe? I think he can move some people out of your path too. Well, I, I really feel strong on that one right now. I think there's some people need to be out of your path. And don't you go 
tomorrow and say, Pastor Tim said you need to get out of my path. Don't bring me into it. Proverbs 3, trust God, it's in the message paraphrase, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own because you're going to end up with a lot of seems rights. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Everything is about paths. Everyone is on a path. There are right paths. There are right paths. There are wrong paths. There was a path that got you where you are right now. And there's a path to get you where you really need to be. This is why we all need God. This is why we all need a Savior, Jesus. This is why we all need a helper, the Holy Spirit. This is why we need God's Word. Because when we can see like He sees, we're going to do what He says. And it will keep us on the right path. It's not about guilt. It's not about proving somebody wrong. It's about what's that better way? What's that way that leads to life? And that's what God has for us. None of us get it all right all the time. And that's why the prophet Isaiah wrote of Jesus and he said this, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to our own way. But the Lord has laid the iniquity of us all on him. I'm thankful for that today, amen? Ponder the path. Ponder the path. Seek God. Trust him. He'll help you to stay focused. He'll help you to stay on that path that leads to life. Amen. Amen. Did you get anything at all out of this today? Thank you, Lord. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.